Welcome into the latest Daily Wager Extra podcast. I'm Doug Kazarian. We are taping this on Thursday, November 18th as we head into the weekend. Um, week 11, crazy. We've got Patriots and Falcons tonight. Mr. Executive Director John Murray will return in moments after Matt Humans ably filled in. Great stuff a week ago. Really good insight. Had some nice winners as well. So good for Matt to pinch hit for Murray, but he's back from his buddy's wedding and traveling overseas. So good to have Murray back in the house. And uh, let's get to it. And we'll also have the return of the baby bankroll bonanza. Kicking is for losers. He is back by popular demand and also vacation comes to an end. Mr. Executive Director, how are you? Good. I, oh, I've been back. I was at work on Sunday. You wouldn't want to miss an exciting day of NFL action like that. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a little uh, testy there on some of the refereeing and officiating calls, missed calls. Which which one was I complaining about? I complained I about know, it's so all many. over Twitter. I, I mean, I, I know the uh, it was egregious <laughs> the Titans uh, roughing the passer situation. It's getting so bad yeah. that the um, the in house uh, former official can't even defend the calls. That's how bad it's gotten. Well, uh, Sunday was like my favorite day of the year though because we had a tie. You know how much I enjoy those. You do enjoy I, the I, ties. I always. I think ties are really funny. I, I, I don't have any complaints about that game at all. I thought that was great. And we did very well in the Monday night game. Uh, the Sunday game wasn't so good for us. We, we, uh, Sunday night game, I should say. But we were, we were annoyed because two weeks ago, we had really aggressively booked that Arizona-San Francisco game to need the 49ers because we got the information early on that Kyler Murray wasn't going to play. And we put the book in this great position we were going to clean up on the 49ers and obviously, we all saw they got completely smoked in that game by Arizona. And then this past weekend, we watched Arizona get crushed at home by Carolina. And the 49ers looked great on Monday night. And we were just like, where the hell was that the week before, guys? Yeah, uh, I you, got killed. You never know what you're going to get in this league. You know, it's oh, true. You so really got to um, do the opposite of what you kind of last saw. Basically, just, you know, that there's going to be yeah. a reaction in the market. And... um you just, that, that, but that's it the old. It feels that way sometimes. Yeah, it really does. It, it feels that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just like how could how could Arizona just demolish San Francisco on the road like that, and then go out there and lay an egg, lose at home to Carolina, and then and San Francisco really looked very good on Monday night. It looked like they they found a rhythm in their play calling, and obviously their defense played great. And the Arizona game from a week, they, they put themselves in positions. They just had fluky turnovers, and that happens. So it was a it was a frustrating game, and that and that team's not built to play from behind. So they played with the lead, obviously much better. And uh, Rams got some issues right now, don't they? They definitely do, and they're, and they're a team that everybody is pointing to because they've been so aggressive. They they've sort of moved all in on this season. They have moved all in on this season, and they don't look good at all right now. So you mentioned Sunday night. I was there at the Chiefs Raiders game, and. I'm not ready to say the Chiefs are back. Uh, it was a questionable kind of performance in the second half. Some, some, some throws that Mahomes got away with, and the Raiders shot themselves in the foot a little bit. I'm not sure where the Raiders are, given the hoopla the last month or so surrounding the team. So for me, let's pump the brake on the Chiefs beating the Raiders, beating the Packers without Rodgers, and then also getting two missed field goals, and then also beating the Giants, who had like no receivers. So I'm just not ready to anoint the Chiefs, and that's why I want to go to the, the game, the big game on this weekend, is because I, I like the Cowboys a lot. Um, I think they should be favored because, I mean, it's probably hard to foresee that given the Chiefs and, the, and the, what the tension they draw, but Dallas is the better team on both sides of the ball. 
Well, we did open this game pick them, which would indicate that, in our opinion, Dallas is the better team because Kansas City gets a little bit of a bump for the game being at home in a, at Arrowhead Stadium. Closed it when the Sunday night game kicked off, then reopened it with Kansas City as a two-and-a-half-point favorite because that's where the market moved after the Chiefs' performance on Sunday night. I do remember one of the things I tweeted this weekend was exactly what you just said. Mahomes is just kind of throwing the ball up in the air, and he just kept getting away with it on Sunday night. I don't know if he's going to be able to get away with that against Dallas's defense this week. So I, I see where you're coming from there. And we did open this game uh, quite a bit lower than this, the, the number that's being, it's being dealt at right now. What about the total? Because I was on the under Sunday night. It came down. I, I, I mm-hmm. lost by a point because the Chiefs decided to, you know, fake a fake a punt, throw in the end zone when they're trying to bleed clock. Um, so this, I, I love you, Dallas's you offense. You almost can't be. You almost can't have a high enough number uh, on a on a game like this because the public is going to bet the over like crazy. This is probably going to be the most heavily bet game of the weekend. I think it's going to edge out the Sunday night game because there's a lot of question marks in that Sunday night game this week. And the Monday night game is a big point spread game. Uh, Tampa Bay is like an 11-point favorite. So I think this Kansas City-Dallas game will be the most heavily bet game of the weekend. And the public is all going to be on the over. So you, you almost can't be high enough here. At some point, you'll see some resistance from the wise guys. They will play the game under. But we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, I'm just typing. We're pulling double duty here, Murray. I'm typing out Always, quotes man. for the uh, piece on ESPN.com, the preview. So Quotes, um, quotes from who? From you. From you. Quotes from me? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you you got to find somebody better to quote, I think. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay, I guess. So Thank you. What do you, what do you think the public's going to be? Because obviously the Chiefs have won lately, but they're still like, what, 6-15 and 15 or whatever in their last 21 games dating back to last year, including the playoffs. I like Dallas. I don't think we see three, obviously. Sharps, are they weighed in yet? Not yet, but I think to answer your first question, I think it's going to be pretty even. Like right now, it's one of the most evenly bet games of the week in terms of the ticket count. It's about 50-50. The money's about 50-50. When you look at the side, the total is all going to be on the over. But the side betting in this game, pretty split right now. It's the kind of game it might get swung by having a, you know, maybe one big house player comes in with a heavy hit on the game. Right. That could, that could, that could, determine, that could make your decision bigger. But for now, it looks pretty even. And we haven't seen what I would label uh, wise guy action just yet. Um, what about, so I'm just trying to think, like what would happen to the futures market if like Mahomes is stellar in this game and the Chiefs win? Like what happens to the futures and the MVP odds? Well, the, the MVP, it's a great question. I actually wanted to bring it up because we, we, uh, we may have gone a little too far uh, against Mahomes. <laughs> we, had him, we had Mahomes all the way at 60-1 to 1 I know. last That's week. So ridiculous. And we, we, had, we had a guy came in and, and bet that. He bet 60-1. to 1 and, and, and after Mahomes threw for 10, you know, 10 touchdown passes on Sunday Night Football, there was a lot of internal finger pointing and name calling over the decision to go to 60 to one. Uh, I just want it in case, depending on who is listening to this show, I want to make sure everybody knows I was out of town last week. I had nothing to do with that decision. Uh, so you legit had some finger pointing. Uh, there was, there was some, uh, there was some like, wait, we went to how high? Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but we, we do, we are, uh, we are a little buried to Mahomes now because there was action on Mahomes prior to the season starting as well. If you remember, we talked about that on the show. We had a guy, I think he bet 5000 at 5-1 to one back before the season started. That might not sound like that much money, but when you've got 5000 at 5-1 to one and you've got 2000 at 60-1, to one, plus all the public bets on Mahomes, he's one of the most popular guys in the pool. You know, he's the face of the league. 
So you can build a pretty big liability, and we, we've, we're certainly uh, hoping somebody else is the MVP. Well, let's just say that. But I, I do think he's still behind a few, a few other quarterbacks uh, in the pecking order right now because he just – Yeah, of course. He really but I, 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 I want to project well. until af- what happens after if, this game. If he, goes, if he goes out on Sunday and lights up Dallas and Kansas City wins – well then, uh, depending on what some of these other guys do, he certainly would be back down uh, as one of the as one of the favorites. There's no question about it. Uh, right now, he's he's behind Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, and a couple others. But no one is really seizing the MVP. It's not as if Josh Allen has been lighting the league on fire the last few weeks. He really hasn't played very well. Brady didn't play well on Sunday against Washington. So easily, Mahomes could get back to the to the pole position. All right, let's jump to tonight's game because I think that's really interesting given the tax you have to pay on New England. Four straight wins, four straight covers. The defense has been making some solid adjustments. They're playing twice as much zone in this four-game stretch than they did earlier in the season, and they have the actually top-ranked defense during this run, which is since week seven. Now, Atlanta has no Ridley. Cordell Patterson's banged up, questionable officially. And then you wonder if Belichick's going to eliminate Kyle Pitts, McGee. So that leaves... Not much on offense, I think. I think this is an under game. Well, everyone's on New England in this game, and I think you said it well. There's like a tax on this game because New England had such a great win on Sunday uh, over the Cleveland Browns. I mean, really a very, very impressive performance in that game. But, but our look-ahead line in this game was, was you know, New England just a small favorite. And now uh, I saw this number touch seven mm-hmm. earlier in the week. So I, I would – I would certainly argue that this this looks like an overreaction number, an overreaction to how well New England played last week. That uh, I think Atlanta, if you if you can get seven, that 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 seems like a good play to me. That that really, although I, I will say this, this this is something that was uttered in the risk room on Sunday, last Sunday evening while we were setting the numbers for this coming week. One of the guys said, "Is there a team in the AFC right now playing better than the Patriots?" No, and everybody laughed. And then was like, wait a minute, no, there's really not right now. I mean, right now, New England might be the class of the AFC, which I don't think anybody would have thought. It's wide open. Ago. The Ravens are not very good, okay? So that whole division is good, but no one's great, mm-hmm. okay? They all have warts, and we, we've obviously seen those. Uh, in their division, I think the Bills are better than the Patriots, but maybe not by much. We'll see. I mean, that Jacksonville loss certainly sticks out like a sore thumb, uh, just not getting a touchdown, things like that. But everyone lays a stinker here and there, right? The West... Sure. Obviously, you have the Chiefs down, but they have a high ceiling, we think, but they may not. They haven't really beaten any that good. So they, they have five wins, I believe, six wins. They've beaten the three non-Cowboys teams in the NFC East. They beat the Browns in week one where they had to come back, and now they just beat the Raiders. And then they beat the Packers yeah, without no, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's like, okay. They've got, the Chiefs have a lot of issues on defense, so there's no question about it. And I would still, I would still say Buffalo is the best team in the AFC. I think they're the most complete team. On, like, they're the only team that – Strong defensively, I trust the quarterback and and I trust the coach. But New England is starting to emerge into all sure. those categories as well as Mac Jones develops. So it's possible that New England could make some noise in, in January. Bingo! You said it. Mac Jones developing, he just looks more comfortable and evolving, and then they're mm-hmm. they're, they're structuring the offense around him and the defense. If you look at the whole schedule, all ten games, there's really only been one quarterback that's lit him up, and that was Dak in the game at Foxborough. All the other games, I mean, Jameis played pretty well. He had good numbers, but they just built the lead and protected it. But really, all the other quarterbacks, I'm on the team total under for Atlanta tonight. It's 19 and a half. There's 20 and a half elsewhere. Um, I like that because I think it's going to be really tough to score on this team, and they grind the clock with the rushing attack. So I like the under in the game as well. Let's keep it moving, though. We've uh, certainly gone extensive with a couple games. 
there are other like big games. Uh, I, I want to talk Green Bay, Minnesota, because this Green Bay team is what covered nine straight. They're nine and one ATS after losing the opener in a bloodbath, and they've been on fire. They're only laying two and a half here. There's some one and a halves here at Minnesota. I feel like it's going to be pros versus Joes here with the uh, public on the pack. Give the Green Bay defense some credit. I mean, they yes. they played a week ago. They lost, or two weeks ago, excuse me. They lost thirteen to seven to Kansas City. Well, Kansas City. I know they're not playing great, but they're still the Chiefs. They're still one of the best offenses in the league. And Green Bay really kept them in check last week. They shut out Seattle. Shut them out. Seventeen nothing win for the Packers last week. There were a lot of wise guys on Seattle in that game. Did not get there for them. So Green Bay's defense is playing very well right now. Rodgers is back. Based on what I saw the week that he was out, maybe Rodgers is the true MVP of the league. We talked about Mahomes' MVP candidacy. Uh, boy, did Green Bay look terrible on offense without Aaron Rodgers under center. Uh, it does. It is shaping up to be exactly what you're talking about, though, that pros versus Joes type of game where everybody's betting Green Bay. It's like a three-to-one ticket count here at the Superbook. But yet the number is moving the other way. There are some one-and-a-halves out there on Minnesota. So Minnesota could be a good teaser option if you want to go up through three and seven. I think the Vikings are, look like a good teaser option, especially because I have seen some, some very sharp money on the under in this game, betting the total down from 49.5 to 47.5. So it could be a good teaser game there. Hmm. The, the, the sharp guys are always on the Vikings, though. I mean, we, we see that, like, all the time. But the Vikings have Mike Zimmer as their coach. So uh, they're, they're, they're a tough team to trust, although that was a very good win for them this past Sunday. Eight one-score games, I believe, for Minnesota just every single week. It's really mm-hmm. uh, impressive to a certain extent. Okay, so I want, let's go to Arizona-Seattle because it looks like Kyler Murray will return. You mentioned a couple weeks ago you guys were needing San Francisco in that game. Uh, the number has always mm-hmm. been baked into ultimately what ended up happening. So the, uh, the betting market has been ahead of everyone, to be honest. This is Arizona minus two and a half here at Seattle. What do we make of the Seahawks? Uh, Russell Wilson returns as the in, the interceptions that were not because of the injured finger. I mean, this team, you know, basically must win uh, for like a month now. Yeah, Seattle. Well, Seattle definitely isn't a must win if sure. you think that they're even still if they're even playing for anything at this point. That that's debatable. Absolutely, this number is set as if Kyler Murray is playing. We expect Kyler Murray to play. Of course, they would not be favored on the road here. I, I know Seattle looked terrible on Sunday, but. Of course, Arizona being favored on the road means that we think Kyler Murray's going to play. We've been booking it that way the whole week. The public is all over the Cardinals in this game. But when we briefly went to Arizona minus three, we did see some sharp money at the Superbook in New Jersey. They took Seattle plus the three points, and we moved back down to two and a half. Although I should tell you this is our widest ticket count of the week right now, and our biggest decision of the week right now is on Seattle. Now that might change. We're talking on Thursday morning. But right now – Seattle is our biggest need of the week, and it makes sense because they looked completely clueless on Sunday against Green Bay. But so did Arizona, right? Arizona against Carolina looked pretty clueless. I think they did, but I think people are going to ignore that because they didn't have Kyler Murray. I mean, I I, I know what you're saying. I don't disagree, but I don't think – like, Seattle had Russell Wilson back. It looked like he wasn't healthy, of course, but Russell Wilson was in there, and they got shut out. People are excusing the Arizona loss to Carolina because they didn't have Murray. They didn't have some other key players. So I, I think that's why you're seeing the public just rush to bet Arizona like this. Sunday night, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have now have a tie in their record, as you love, um, we're not really oh, so officially far. sure about Big Ben. Mason Rudolph I mean, is so bad. 
Uh, or let me put it this: He's so like average or below average, I would say, very limited. He's no Danucci. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna jump in. Average. He's no uh, Davis Mills. He's <laughs> no, no Davis Mills. He, <laughs> but he's not average. He's not. If he's average, that that's I not meant good. He's average no, for really. a backup. Like he's he's okay, fine. He's average for like a person playing football. Like if you just yeah. pick some guy <laughs> off the street and said, "Hey, you're the quarterback." <laughs> Yeah, then he's average. Yeah, I, I would agree. This with number that. feels high because I don't think the Steelers can score. I mean, I, number meaning the total. Excuse me, I don't think the Steelers. Can, you got a forty-eight and a half at Caesars. Well, right the, now. the the Steelers, they've got so many players right now that are that are listed as questionable for Sunday or potentially are are out for Sunday. Look at their injury report. You see, really all the key guys on the roster: T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Ben Roethlisberger, Chase Claypool. These are all the most important players on the team. And their their status is in limbo for a lot of these players. That's why you see this game off the board at a lot of books. Hmm. Right now we're dealing at uh, the Chargers are minus six at the Superbook. But we opened this game three and a half, and it didn't move up because of sharp money or because the Chargers impressed us. They had a terrible performance on Sunday. It's been moving up because of all these question marks surrounding Pittsburgh. And, and Chargers have some too, Bosa, right? Yeah, they do as well. A great point, but not not nearly as much as what we're seeing with uh, with Pittsburgh. The Chargers do. You're right. Bosa is, is a questionable questionable for the Chargers as well. But Pittsburgh, it's like almost all their key players are are listed right. on this thing right now. So it's it's a tough one. It's tough to project what's going to be out there on Sunday night. I do think the stadium is going to be about ninety percent Steeler fans for what that's worth. For sure, good so call. I, I would I would give the Chargers basically no home field advantage in this game. But it's this 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 line move is just about who's questionable, who's potentially out for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Monday Night Football. I got the Morty Seinfeld game. What is it? Eleven straight mm-hmm. losses against the spread yeah. for Brady in primetime. Didn't games. some guy tweet us? Some guy tweeted us about it. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate when people do that and it point nice. stuff out to me like that. It's great. So keep keep that coming. Yeah, some guy pointed out like it was a whole thing. It looked like it was about ten or eleven in a row that they yeah. hadn't covered the spread. Well, other hey, Brady's like an old outlets. man, dude. That game's that, that, that game's going to be at like eight thirty on Monday night. I'll, yeah. I'll be I'll be asleep, and I'm on the West Coast by the time <laughs> that game ends. I'll be asleep. like Fanduel and some of these other mass media sports betting, Fox Bet, whatever it may be, are tweeting like the eleven in a row. We've coined the Morty Seinfeld trend, but <laughs> uh, everyone's kind of on yeah. top of this now. I I think it's funny. I say it tongue in cheek, but. I think Tampa gets right here with a win. I don't know about the cover, though. I, I would have to take the points, if anything. Yeah, I, I think I think I would I'd lean the same way. And actually, most of our bets on this game have been on the dog. have been on the Giants plus 11. There was some money that came in on the under. The total got bet from 50.5 down to 49.5. Tampa Bay, they've got issues of their own. You know, a lot of, lot of problems in the secondary with Tampa Bay right now. Banged up wide receivers. Uh, the Morty Seinfeld thing with Brady. Uh, Tampa Bay does not look anything like the team we saw at the beginning of the season. Uh, no, they, they, they've got they, they're they're like the Rams, you know. But it's like you said earlier on on this show. Over the course of the season, you're going to have some stinkers and you're going to have some bad performances, and it's important to not overreact too much. It's important to not do anything crazy like move Patrick Mahomes to sixty to one to win the NFL MVP. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> You don't want to go. You don't want to overreact too much in this league, because man, it's a long season, right. and I, I see I see players have bad games, and people are tweeting about it. And it's like, well, over the course of 17 weeks, when you're playing against the best athletes in the world, you're going to look bad sometimes. 
And I, I don't want to overreact too much to the Buccaneers' loss uh, this past weekend. Well, they're 0-5 ATS on the road, 3-1 and ATS at home. Just kind of funny how you know they've just been so shaky on the road. This one, obviously, at home, the big sombrero, as Chris Berman would say. Uh, let's look at the other double-digit spread. So the Cleveland and Detroit, we may, we may not see Goff go. And um, Tim someone, I forget. It's not David Blau, who started on Thanksgiving a couple years ago. I think it's... Uh, Tim something. Anyways, they texted me that Tim Boyle, I believe Boyle. is the guy's name. Uh, I don't know who that is. I'm not going to pretend I do, but I was texted something about uh, Jared Goff being out, right. Tim Boyle being in, and the response in our group chat was something like, who the hell is Tim Boyle? So well, Baker Mayfield is missed some practice too. So Cleveland's big number here, low total when you factor in the side. So not much is expected out of Detroit. I think they're terrible. I can't believe they had those big runs against the Steelers defense, but they did. Well, I think that, that tie on Sunday says a lot about the Steelers more than anything else, because uh, right. I, I do agree with you. Uh, Goff listed as questionable with an oblique injury. Tim Boyle potentially going to be the starting quarterback. Cleveland, they've got to win this game. They, they need to have a, they're really in a perfect position here to have a get-right game after just a disastrous beatdown at the hands of New England last Sunday which really was maybe the most stunning result of the week. That, that was like a toss-up type game, a playoff preview type game, and New England just took it to the Browns. Right. So the Browns, they get Detroit on a good week. They need this win. And not only do they get to play the Lions, the Lions are off the high of that tie. And potentially they're not going to have their starting quarterback. Crazy. So there's also uh, this Tennessee team has been on a crazy run. I mean, all hats off to them. They got, you know, fortuitous call here and there against ten- Saints, but still, that was early in the game, whatever. They, they keep winning. They've been very impressive. They are the one seed in the AFC. Maybe Derrick Henry returns come playoff time. Their offense is really limited, though, right now. So to lay 10 against even Houston, but Tyrod Taylor's back, feels like a lot. Yeah, I don't know. That That's a game that you're just not going to see a lot of action on. Like, if that game was tonight or Monday night, it would be there'd be people forcing bets on it. But because it's at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and I agree with everything you just said, and Houston is just so bad. I mean, is Houston really even trying to win games right now? Uh, it doesn't appear that they are. So I, I don't know that there's really going to be too much handle in the, on that game outside of people just throwing the Titans into money line parlays. And the people that are still alive in their survivor pools will will probably look to use the Titans, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm looking at Cleveland just because there's not a lot of opportunity because their division's so tough. So I'm probably going to end up on the Browns. Mm-hmm. But uh, one game we kind of buried that's really intriguing is a playoff rematch: Buffalo laying seven at the Ralph against Indy. I like this Colts yeah. team. I, I wrote a column. I read a column every Tuesday for ESPN.com, and I said the Colts at thirty to one to win the AFC is not crazy. Um, because that defense well, I, is excellent. I like excellent. the Colts, too, yeah. Yeah, the defense is excellent. They, they, had, a, Carson they had a Wentz lot of injuries at the start of the year. Carson Wentz is an issue, but they, they were banged up at the beginning of the season. They're starting to get their team back together. They're well-coached. I, I, I actually like Wentz. I mean, he's no Josh Allen, but he, he's, a, he's a decent quarterback. He's an upgrade from what they had a year ago. Uh, this is arguably the best game of the week outside of the Kansas City-Dallas game. I, I think both these teams – or teams that might make make some noise in, in in January. I definitely could see it. I mean, Buffalo, of course, they should make some noise, but Indianapolis is a team I wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. If they have everybody healthy, they could make a run. Yeah. I mean, look, we know Tennessee's going to win the division, but there's three wild cards. The AFC is wide open, as we were discussing earlier. 
here? I mean, are we worried about, like, let's say the Chargers win the division. Are, is it, are we worried about the Colts going to L.A. there? No. No, there's no one. And I think that you could really, you could argue that any team in the AFC could win anywhere. It's so wide open this right. season with all these young quarterbacks. And I, I, there's the possibilities. All these teams have a chance if they get hot at the right time, the way that the Buccaneers did last year in the NFC. I, you know, if Kansas City doesn't get the one seed, which it does, certainly doesn't look like they are going to get the one seed, I think anybody could go in anywhere. I mean, at Buffalo would probably be the toughest place to go. Yeah, especially but that time of year. Me. Yeah, but it, would I be shocked if the Chiefs went in there or if the Titans went in there and beat the Bills? No, not really. Intriguing game right here in Las Vegas, seeing if the Raiders can bounce back since he only a one-point favorite. Kind of surprised, thought there'd be a tax on the, or against the Raiders, if you will, just how bad they've looked. Mm-hmm. But I think Vegas will bounce back to a certain extent. I think since he gets the win, but this won't be a team that's completely rolling over and folding like a cheap suit the rest of the year. No, Cincinnati, their, their bye came at a good time. You know, they had that, that loss to the Jets, which I think was, was aided by, a we'll call it a, a questionable call um, that, that, co- that cost them that game. They had a bad loss the following week. They went on their bye, an opportunity to regroup before they come to, to Las Vegas. Very evenly bet game. You know, we had the game at Pickham. They were laying the Bengals. People have been taking Raiders plus one. I don't see this number really moving a whole lot between now and Sunday. I think this number is right where it should be. Uh, I think we'll probably end up needing the Bengals, but not for much because people are people are kind of jumping off that Raiders train right now because they just haven't been playing well the last few weeks. Similar game with New Orleans and Philly, similar in that it's a coin flip, but Philly's getting some money now. It's one and a half or two. For me, it's all about Kamara. I can't bet against the Saints if I, if, unless I know Kamara's playing. Philly's been playing good ball lately, but you question whether it's the opponent aided. Um, they've been running great, but they've also just beaten Denver, Detroit, and you know they lost the Chargers, but it was a competitive game at home. Well, Philly's the wise guy's darling. Oh you know, it man! It seems like the, it seems like every week the the numbers move towards Philadelphia. The sharp guys are betting Philadelphia every week. Haven't seen that yet this week. I'm not saying we won't, but so far it's just been mostly public money on New Orleans. Haven't seen that that wise guy buyback on Philadelphia yet, but it certainly wouldn't surprise me if we get it because we seem to get it every week. It is fascinating. Uh, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that because it is just I just shake my head every week. Now the Ravens off the Thursday night loss to the Dolphins that really started the carnage in the survivor pools from last weekend, mm-hmm. up True. to five, mostly four and a halfs here in Chicago. I, I, this Ravens team, I mean, how how they perform, I have no idea. It's your guess is as good as mine. Well, this will be a, this will actually be one of our bigger decisions in the morning. Uh, the public is definitely going to bet on Baltimore. They love laying, you know, four and a half on the road. That's the wheelhouse. The public loves to get in. So we'll we'll need Chicago pretty big. That'll probably be our biggest decision of the morning, them or Minnesota. But right now, it's all bets on the Ravens. Not a ton of volume on the game, but the the bets we are taking have pretty much all been on Baltimore. So we're going to need Chicago there. Kind of like Jacksonville, plus six and a half here against San Francisco. I feel like it would be an overreaction to the Monday night performance. Shanahan as a favorite, no thank you. And this Jags team, not terrible. Not not good, but not terrible. I just, I don't, I don't trust uh, that Jacksonville team. I just feel like there's better places to invest your, yourself this weekend. Um, but but I, I wouldn't be in a rush to lay that many points with the 49ers either because the 49ers are off of a – very high-profile win, a very impressive win. 
And be careful just betting on something just because it's what you saw last week. Uh, that number does seem a little high. And, and actually, the public is, is, is resisting it a little. I mean, there, mm. there's, we've had a few more tickets on Jacksonville than San Francisco. Wow. So it seems like everybody agrees that that number has gone a little too high, even the public betters here. A couple uh, field goal spreads. we got Miami Lane 3 at the Jets. I mean, I liked the Jets a week ago if I could guarantee Brissett – sorry, the Dolphins if Brissett was not going to play. I think he's terrible. But Tua makes his team so much better. Really strange a week ago when he like wasn't healthy to start. But he was wealthy to back up, mm-hmm. healthy enough to back up, then came in. It's just weird. But anyways, Miami's laying three at the Jets. We're getting Joe Flacco, not Mike White. I kind of like Flacco. Remember, he had the Monday Nighter where he almost beat the Patriots a year ago with the Jets. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not laying three with the Dolphins on the road, but I don't want the three either. This is a. This just shows how professional you are. That you found all these talking points for this game. I mean, this this is <laughs> Joe Flacco. Are you kidding? I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, that was the offense. So far, uh, <laughs> so far, it's uh, pretty even. Although there has been a, there has been some money come in on the under. They bet us under forty five. We're at forty four and a half. I, I I don't really have anything to report on uh, on the side in this game. It's uh, it's pretty bad. Washington off the outright win as a dog double digits they're now two and seven ats this year that's still worse than the nfl they were one and seven your washington football team catching three three and a half at carolina i mean Mm -hmm. is darnold back is it pj walk i mean who's going for carol i'm all as a cam newton i I don't know what's going on with carolina i feel like it's a team i just haven't watched in like two months we have a sharp guy lay us carolina minus three minus 110 so that right now the, the pretty much the whole market's at minus three and a half I think uh, the expectation is a lot of Cam Newton in this game. Big revenge spot, too, for Ron Rivera getting revenge on the Panthers. And for Cam Newton getting revenge on Ron Rivera. I mean, was he still there when they let him go? I don't know. Either way, uh, that's that's the only talking point. Just everyone's mad at everybody else. But it should be a real barn burner of a game there. Uh, But, yeah, there there was some sharp money on the Panthers. And the market has moved up uh, from three to three and a half, which is not insignificant. All right, so I think that's all we got. I ripped through all the games. I believe we uh, touched on everything, and you gave sort of the market report, or at least the internal report, on how those games. So let's get to the bonanza. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, Murray, we had to take a little bye week. Uh, as right. Darren, the intern, tweeted, Vegas Murray takes a bye, makes Darren drive him around trip to the airport, and water his many succulents. Score remains Murray, plus 2,600, me, minus 2,000. It's unfortunate because last week, you know, I liked I liked Green Bay, I liked Philadelphia, I liked Miami outright, I liked Kansas City, I liked the 49ers outright. I, mean, I think right? I would have gone like 20-0. Yeah, I, that would have been nice. I counted it. I, I would have gone like either 19-0 or 20-0, so... I don't know how Darren wants to factor that into the standings, but uh, I would have had a phenomenal week. Well, I did not put humans in the hot seat for the <laughs> baby right. bankroll showdown or bonanza, but he did well, uh, handicapping some games. His big play was the uh, Patriots, so nicely done there. All right, so I'll put you on the tee box first, and I'll let you, I only have one play, and maybe maybe something on Twitter on Sunday to mix things up. But anyways, uh, fire away, my friend. I'm with you, actually. Uh, you touched on it earlier, but I, I, I like Dallas in that game. I think it's a, I think it's an overreaction a little bit to Kansas City's win on Sunday night. It uh, looks like pretty much the whole world has two and a half, so I'll say Dallas plus two and a half for 1,000. 
You know, I'm going to do the same. That was the amount I was thinking, 1100 to win 1000 uh, I'll throw in a teaser just because i got to make some ground. So I'll do what I rarely do is tease up. So I'll take Dallas plus 8.5, and, and that is something I prefer. And I'm going to take the Patriots uh, minus a half. Usually you want to come off 7, but it's 6.5, 20, whatever. It's basically the same as 7. Um, so I'll, I'll take it down. If we, have the same, if we have the same pick, I'll try to, I'll try to tweet something out between now and Sunday just to make, I just want to make Darren's life interesting. Yeah. I don't, it, it, it'd be boring for him if all he had to do was just update us both getting a, a win or a loss. That, that gave terrible. I gave him a par uh, a teaser. So True. we got, we got, we got a couple of plays. long ways to go. We can always press second half, things like that. So I'll do the New England teaser to a minus a half, and I will tease up to eight and a half for the Cowboys. By the way, I was with some buddies who went to the Chiefs game on Sunday, and one of them uh, had teased the Steelers when it was five and a half, so he had plus a half, and he won his teaser leg because of the tie. Well, so we I always was chuckling to that. We always say, uh, my final thought, we always say don't tease through zero. It's stupid to tease through zero. But it looks like that guy got the last laugh. So good for that guy. Oh, sidebar, sidebar. He lives out here. He's gone to nine straight games where he's bet and lost. So he's oh, he's on a nine-game skid in the in the building. So it was like Golden Knights games, wow. uh, Raider games. So whatever. We, we, we were on the under this Sunday, and we lost by a point. But whatever it is, side, whatever, puck line on the Golden Knights, he's lost nine straight bets when he's been at the game. That's quite a t- that's quite a record. <laughs> Remind me not to go to any games with that guy, or or go with him and ask him what he's betting on. <laughs> uh, true, that's even easier. <laughs> All right, my man, great stuff. Uh, as always, welcome back. I know our loyal listeners missed you, and uh, best of luck this weekend. And we'll have an adjusted schedule next week. We'll we'll still send the, everyone else into the holiday weekend with a podcast. All right, my friend. I'll see you next week, and I'll get some uh, prop bets from the prince. Ooh, yeah. I forgot about the Prince of Props. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra podcast. So we are still have the uh, regular podcast in and out in less than 10 minutes, weekdays. Daily Wager is going to have an abbreviated schedule over the next week through the holidays. So we have tonight at 6 Eastern, this Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Both shows are on ESPN News. And then we're dark. All throughout the week until the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I'll actually be off on vacation that day, but the guys will certainly carry the load just fine. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to have the podcast all week, and we'll continue to have this uh, next the Sunday recap one, the extra one, will be actually Monday morning again like it was last week. So best of luck to everyone this weekend. 